Hello, and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio Show. Today's topic is going to be saving too much for retirement. And I'm going to focus also on those that are already in retirement and are saving still too much money. Now, this is counter to what you might say. You got to save for retirement. Never enough. But we're going to take a twist to that and say people are saving too much. We're going to talk about who they are or what they're doing and what they should be doing instead. Tony, let me tell you something. We're doing a podcast today, but we're also on video. You're about to listen to an episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Each week, host Dan Wendell, a certified financial planner, is joined by his sidekick, Tony, to discuss financial issues, news, and tips. Dan keeps the focus on retirement planning, and Tony keeps the show fun and down-to-earth. Now, let's have some fun planning your retirement and begin the show. And here we are. I'm Dan, and next to me is Tony with too much savings surrounding him. Tony, we're going to talk about <laughs> saving too much, and we're going to start by addressing the fact that you are saving too much music. <laughs> That's true. Surrounding you. I'm, I'm going to pick on you every week for the rest of your life about this LP collection you have around. Yeah, CDs and LPs. I've got a pretty big, my vinyl is growing. My CD is kind of leveled out, my CD collection, but the the vinyl is just, it's uh, out of control. And uh, between you and my wife, I hear about that a lot. So thank you, Dan. <laughs> well, she uh, is paying me every week to remind you. So I got to do my yeah, part. That I would believe. That I would believe. But I want to address something before we jump into our topic today really quick. Uh, I don't mean to take over the show. It's your show, Dan. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, by the way, I've had a great week, and this is just the highlight. It, it's the capper. Although I want to know who wrote the copy for the intro that you play for our show. Uh, because when it talks about me, I like the fact that it says it brings, I bring, you know, fun or humor or whatever it is, to the show, but then it uses the language. It keeps the show grounded. And I would assume it just by sheer physical weight. Are you talking about my, is that a dig on my size or See, you look, this is it. You, this kind of banter keeps the show grounded. No, what yeah. really happens is um, you're not actually adding fun and levity to the show but your presence allows me to pick on you which adds fun and levity to the show so that's ah, you've brought it back to yourself and yeah, really see i'm pretty good at that. way yeah yeah you are yeah that's good all right well how are you doing dan what's going i'm doing on great i'm doing great um and i was and, and when i was thinking about today's show i'm going to reflect on a couple of people i recently met um that are in retirement and you know, this is a retirement focused show and we're going to talk about saving for retirement. But I also want to bring in, like I said, the idea that people in retirement are also still saving too much. Um, yeah. And we've done shows on this in the past. We've done shows on how much do you need to retire is a million dollars or is it two million dollars enough? And I've always said that's the wrong way of looking at it. Yeah, it's all about how much you spend and how much you need to spend. And then you can go and figure out, well, how much do I need to have saved? But for a lot of people, we can catch this early in their process of saving for retirement and, you know, figuring out, well, maybe I'm saving a little too much. So I want to talk about that. I want to start with the people that are not yet retired. What are they doing? Maybe a little savings too much. 
which sounds crazy, by the way, right? Like, for a financial advisor to tell you you're saving too much, uh, yeah. that is a bit, that's wacky, really. Well, I'll tell you how that might work. And you might recall, we talked about this on the show before. And um, I think we did a show specifically on should you borrow or remove money from your retirement accounts, your 401k, to pay off debt. And... I've analyzed that process because I've talked about it in the past, how there are people that are saving and saving for retirement, yet they have credit card debt. Mm. And they're proud of the fact that they're contributing 15% of their paycheck to their 401k, yet they're not addressing the credit card that they have that's growing and they're paying 22% interest. interest. Right. Yeah. So simple math will say, okay, you're saving money and putting into a 401k. How much is the return there? You know, what's the average return? And let's just say, for argument's sake, the average return is 8%. I'm not saying that's what it's going to be, but imagine that. And that's a reasonable yeah. number that people will throw out. Yeah, I made yeah. 8%. You know, some will say, I made 40% last year. Well, that's not useful. Over time, right. say 8%, right. but even that seems high to me, but let's just take that for what it's worth. Is that a better option than someone, and, and then to have that and be happy about that, I got to add more to my 401k. That's what everyone says. Save, save, save for retirement. But meanwhile, they have a 22% credit card bill. Doesn't make sense to me. No. So, no. so the first sign that you might be saving too much for retirement is that you are saving for retirement, yet you have high interest debt that you're not addressing. And that might be the time to take a step back and say, instead of adding more to my retirement, maybe I should reduce the amount of saving for retirement to address the immediate need of this household debt that is dragging me down financially. Yeah, at some point you have to prioritize, right? So you, as a financial advisor, I assume, go over the things they have and say, well, you're contributing all this money to your retirement fund, but you've got $15,000 in credit card debt or $10,000, which is, you know, sounds high to some, but for others out there, they're like, yeah, I have even more. So uh, a lot of people have a lot of credit card debt or high interest debt. And, uh, you know, you've got to find a way to deal with that, especially in a, in a low interest rate environment. It really hurts to be paying high interest rates on credit card debt because right. you can you can get such low interest rates everywhere else, get that money from somewhere else and put it toward that, right? That's it. So you're you're able to get a home loan sub 3%. I mean, mm. it's crazy. Um, auto loans close to 2% or less. So that's that debt. I'm not saying it's okay to have that debt, but it's better than a credit card debt. And I think what people forget, a lot of times people are saving, you know, and, and some people can't save for retirement. Right. That's not the show's not for them. Not, this, this is for people that are saving too much. And they might be thinking, you crazy. I'm not saving too much. You can never have enough. Well, you can, but you can never have enough for retirement. No, you you can have too much because you are not addressing the bigger, bigger problem. So you might be sailing in the ocean and you're you know plodding along and you're paddling and you're doing great. Meanwhile, you have a leak in the boat. It doesn't matter how far you get. In fact, it's worse to be further away from shore 
and then sink. You might as yeah. well plug the hole now. Right. Not, you know, <laughs> while you're along the beach, right? So early on, yeah, it, people might say, oh, it's compounding interest. We've done shows on that power of compounding. You got to save early. Not if you got that. So that's a sign. So really the, the, the goal is to balance the debt versus the savings. Sure. I think a lot of people are out of balance. Yeah. What do you want? Financial advice. <laughs> I want There's financial advice. There it is. There's some so don't necessarily, <laughs> don't necessarily um, stop saving for retirement, but think about it. You know, think about the priorities and it might not be a saving problem. It might be a spending problem, but that's, that's a whole true. different topic, right? Yeah. So yeah, that's another spending, spending is another show. In fact, I'm reading this book, uh, Dan, you still reading That's that, Tony? How many that, months are we going to be on the on this that, book? You read that really <laughs> that really helps. Well, we need to push this book. Uh, I just can't believe we got to. People need to read this book, the spending window, and when you talk about spending, right? And Dan, you wrote this book uh, along with your friend uh, Angelo. I, I think it's great. Um, man, I just want to little plug, little shameless plug for the spending window. You can get it on Amazon. Or, or I'll send it to you. Yeah, Dan, you'll just send send it to him. And and you know what? Better yet, have, if you're listening to this show or watching this podcast, pick up the phone, call Dan the man, the guy who's right beside me over there. Yep, that's him right there. And you'll meet with people. There's There's no cost, no obligation, and you'll sign a copy of the book. And the spending window is so helpful. My wife and I have been going through this and we're working on our spending window plan. So we're, we're doing this whole thing. And, you know, uh, you know, unfortunately, anytime I, she's reading through this and going, well, you know, you can't buy records on this day or this day. And I would rather you didn't even buy them on the days we have, we agree to spend money. But so anyway, we're, we're working out all those little details, like how much I still get to spend on vinyl, but very, very good to have a spending plan. And the just right here, that's all you need. Yeah. And the spending window talks is, is a good book on spending and that could be the problem. And it may not be a problem. You might just, just realize, wait a sec. Um, I didn't think about saving versus paying off the debt. I always sure. thought saving was priority number one, but yeah, that's a good, that's a good conversation to have. And that's a tough one to have. A lot of people don't, it's the, the math isn't necessarily that easy. Uh, should I pay off the debt, borrow from a 401k? That's a pretty complex question. Yes. Um, so you don't want to take that lightly, but yeah, that book might help you. Um, yeah. You know, my, my, I have my boys and boy scouts and uh, one of the, one of the, the codes is thrifty. You know, you got to be thrifty. And yep. one of the troops, uh, the patrols is called the Spartans. And I remember that the word Spartan can be used to describe people's spending, you know? Yeah. And so I wanted to bring up another issue that people have. They're saving too much because there's a difference between being thrifty and being cheapo, you know? Um, yeah. And the Spartan lifestyle, very, uh, you know, saving so much money that you're living in squalor. There's mm. a point that that doesn't make sense. Um, eating cheap food to, at the so you can save more doesn't make sense in the long run because the food is going to make you less healthy and you're going to spend more on health concerns later. So things like that are important for people to realize. So sometimes 
people can save too much in the form of not spending on the things they should be spending on. Yeah. Plus, there's the old adage, you can't take it with you, Dan. I mean. You're going to don't spoil it. I got my yeah. conclusion. My, okay. I got, <laughs> but I will say this, Tony, this goes for everybody, not just people saving for retirement, but people in retirement as well. There are people that miserly remember we did a show on misers, right? The, the, the yep. miser and his gold. You need to realize at some point, you know, there's, and if you're going to be saying, Oh, I'm only doing this, so I could save enough to retire and then I'm going to spend. It doesn't work that way. People don't just flip a switch. Most people that are thrifty through life are thrifty in retirement as well. Yeah. yeah. So I don't buy that a lot when people say, oh, I'm just doing this until I retire. No, you're going to continue to do that in retirement. So try and change now. Unless you're visited by three ghosts, then you might change that, that right. could change you rather quickly overnight. Right. In fact, one ghost some. is enough for me. One is and enough for me. Just ask Ebenezer. <laughs> just watch the movie Scrooged. People That's can right. change. People That's can right. change. They can. Um, so when you're thinking about saving too much, you know, the, when you're thinking about money, there's basically two, two sides of the coin. You can either increase your income or reduce your spending. So a lot of the financial advisors will say you got to keep saving and increase your income. And then as soon as you increase your income, just take that and put it into 401k so you don't miss it. And that makes a lot of sense unless you, unless you're spending more. So most people in this country, what they do is they increase their income and then they increase their spending. Oh, yeah, I oh, need yeah. more money. All right. Yep. So you got to raise. Now you're spending. Now you bought a boat. It's like, yeah. Right. So you have to balance those two. And one of the signs that I see, uh, especially people that are close to retirement, we've done shows on this and I've ranted about this. People who are working longer just for the money that they don't need. Oh, I want to retire at 65, but I can't, I can't, I got, I'm going to work until 70. Why? Because I need more to retire. How do you know? You know, there's no, I need more. I just need, right. So they don't have an answer. So, or I'm working for health insurance. I'm working so I don't have to pay for health insurance. Well, if you do the math and you stop working and your income drops, do you know you qualify for a subsidy and you get free health insurance? Wait, what? You know, you, so people don't have a plan. That's the problem. They, yeah. They're working to get more money for what? And I dislike greatly people that are working for health insurance or people that are miserable in their job, but they're just working so that they can build that a little bit more so that they can then enjoy it when they retire. But meanwhile, they're I have a friend themselves. who's doing that in that exact, uh, one of my neighbors is in that exact situation where his wife is much younger than he is. So he's working because of the benefits he gets. He's already, uh, he's already 70 and his wife is nowhere near Medicare yet. So he's working to pay for her health care. And, you know, just get that, well, maybe we should put in a pool before I retire. So I need to keep working. Let's, does the math, I need, I should probably work another year. Right. I should, and he's been saying, he's been saying this for the last 10 years to me. Right. And (laughs) just another two years, just another year, just another another season. So, you know, 
the problem is it well, it may not be a problem for him. He may like his job. He, well, yeah. He, and some people need to keep busy. And if they're healthy, why not? And he's thought of that too. I mean, it's, it's some of that too. He's a great guy and uh, I'm not saying he's making a mistake, but he needs, you know, health wise, you want to have some go-go years in retirement. You don't want your years in retirement to be the no-go years. That's right. Right. And, and it's like the miser in his gold. You know, if you're just grabbing the money to have it, oh, if I work, I'm, and usually what happens is as you get close to retirement, you're at your peak earning years, you know, you're making yeah. the most money. So it's like, wow, I have never made this much money. Why would I leave now? Because that's true. It's hard. What it do gets you need hard. The money for? What, yeah. what, what, what do you want the money for? Do right. you have a purpose for it? That was the spoiler alert on that miser and his gold. Money's useless if there's no purpose. If it's just there to to bury in your backyard, then why have it? So if you have a purpose and a plan for your money, it makes life easier. So if you're working just because you're making more than anything and you're working and if the purpose is, well, I don't have a purpose, then that's not good. Or if the purpose is I'm working so I can pay for health insurance, well, then you have your purpose, but you don't really have a plan because you're not thinking, well, what are my alternatives? Go through that and say, you know what? Actually, it's really only going to cost me $300 a month. Do I really need to work at a job that's paying me $5,000 a month so I could save $300 a month? Can I build that into my retirement income plan to pay yeah. for health insurance? There you it's go. only going to be a gap of three years before I'm on Medicare and then the price goes down. Like That kind of planning is what people should be doing instead of just working because they're making a lot and think, why not? Well, and that kind of planning is exactly what you do for your clients. I mean, that's that's a part of it. And I think it's huge. Uh, and we don't have to figure all this out on our own. But you're right. I mean, you're making some great points, Dan, that y- you have to save. But at the same time, at some point, do you? And what are you? where's your money going? And, and again, it's that list of priorities. You know, is, is putting more money into my and 401k important at this time? Or do I need to or should I be putting that money elsewhere? You know, some people have no liquid cash or emergency fund, but they're putting 15% of their income into a 401k. Well, what happens when, you know, then something big happens and they get a credit card and put it on the credit card. It's like uh, that is the, uh, you know, that's what I think what you're talking about is Mm -hmm. don't rack up that credit card high interest debt. you know, and you shouldn't touch your 401k money or take out loans, but you should maybe divert if you can avoid it. We've discussed the pros and cons before, but you've told us about that. But I really think, Dan, it's important to uh, really look at, put everything out on the table and look at the big picture to see where it should be going and how it can work for you. And that's what you do. And some people have a hard time looking at the big picture. They just look over here and say, okay, this is 401k. And then they look over here and say, okay, I've got a car emergency. I'll use the credit card. And they're not thinking about the big picture with their money, are they? No, they're not. And and so it's like social security planning too. Okay. If you delay social security, you'll be able to get 20,000 more of your lifetime. Yeah. But does that make sense? Because by delaying, you're going to be forced to do X, Y, and Z. And you have to balance it out. So the math might always say, yeah, save more, save more. It is never enough. What if we have a crash? And, you know, but that math doesn't speak about life. And right. life is, you know, you have to make life, life happens. decisions, right? Yeah. So let's move on to retirees before we wrap up, because 
I run into this a lot. I get retirees. They're already retired. They have the income and now they're sitting on cash and they're sitting on cash in the bank and they're saying, what do I do with it? How do I invest it? And you know what the first thing I say to them, Tony, most of the time, actually, I, I usually default to saying, why don't you spend it? And they're like, wait, I brought you in here. I brought you in here to help me invest this extra cash I have. And you're telling me to spend it. And I say that tongue in cheek, but I also mean it. Like, what, what happens if you were to spend it all? What would happen if we took a lighter and burned it right now? All of it. It just burned up in front of us. And the idea is, I want people to see what is the purpose of this money? Like, really, yeah. what are we doing? Um, I'm trying to make an extra 2% interest. For what? Wouldn't you be better off spending it? So, especially at a certain age. I mean, if you're 85 and you're fighting for an extra 2% interest, there has to be at some point there's a why. You know what I there's, mean? But, there's, but the, the, the why should even be before that. I did the show yeah. with my parents. My mom, before she died, was on the show with us. And she talked about going traveling when you're young and healthy. Because when you're in your 80s, you may not be able to travel. You may not be able to walk for whatever reason. And you're going to say, why didn't I travel when I was younger? So, so when people are talking about saving too much in retirement, they need what they need to do is create a bucket list. They need to create purpose um, to come up. Create what do I purpose. want to do with this? I like that. Create right? purpose. Yeah. So this way, because then I can help plan for that. But if the yeah. purpose is just to get a higher interest, that's boring. I could do that. Yeah, let's yeah. invest in the stock market. Let's go, you know. But but if you said I'd like to go. I'd like to do something. Then it's, a, then it's like, okay, we could do that and still do everything else. And people don't realize that they think I have to keep saving, saving, saving because that's all they've done their whole life. Right. right. Cause it's shift. But one of the things I often recommend to retirees is, is you buy experiences. I'll give you a story. I, um, I was meeting with a, a woman who's close to 80 now and she has money sitting there and she said, what do I do with it? I said, why don't you spend it? Oh, I, I, I don't want to spend it. Well, what are your kids? You know, she's like, I want to give it to my kids. And so why don't you give it to them? Well, because they say they don't need it. Okay. <laughs> but you want to give it to them. Yes. What if you organize a trip and you paid for it? Hey, everyone, we're going to Tennessee and just get there and I'll buy the hotel and the food and whatever. And then they'll say, what are they going to say to that? What are they yeah. going to say to that? And so instead of just leaving them a check for a hundred thousand, when you die, you've left them. Remember that time grandma took us to Tennessee. Yeah. Remember the time when we said we wanted to send her to this college and I wanted to go here, but we couldn't afford it. But then grandma came through and did this. And it's like, that's more appealing than sitting on a hundred thousand in the bank when you die. Hey, yeah. but at least I made an extra 4% on that. That was only 80,000, but I made an extra 20,000. <laughs> yeah. You know, the kid that that's not going to be what you remember for. Now, some people that's what they want. And if that's the case, then you will work on a plan for that. Hey, I want to yeah. leave each kid a hundred thousand. All right. We might use life insurance for that. Or we might have to invest this way, but the idea is to plan and to spend because I think this is how I want to conclude Tony. Um, in all my years of doing this, and I've dealt with people that have died. I, I have clients that have died. It just happens. Um, I've never had anyone say to me, last words, I wish I would have saved more. 
Yeah. It's always, I wish I would have gone here. I wish I would have asked this person that. I wish I would have said this. It's, it's more about, about the memories. Money. It's more about the memories and the life uh, and the time uh, than it is, you know, how much am I leaving to, you know, I wish I would have left more overall. I mean, you want to leave more memories and sometimes money can do that by creating memories while you're alive. And I think right. that's your point. Right. And and you might be able to leave money to have the future generations create memories. Oh, I did that with grandma's money, but no, I think it would be better. Grandma helped me do this while I was alive and you could see it happen. And yeah. I think that's what I mean. Like retirees are saving too much for retirement. You know, that, Agreed. but now a lot of people right before they retire will say, I wish I would have saved more for retirement. I wish I would have saved when I was younger. I wish I would, but they usually follow that statement. I'm 64. I want to retire. I can't, I don't have enough money. I wish I would have saved more, but then I wouldn't have gone and met, I wouldn't have met my wife on that trip that I took. I wouldn't have seen my grandkid do this or that. They usually have a reason why they didn't save enough. Sure. And that memory or that reason defines them and they don't have as much regret. You know what I mean? So yep. yes, there's a lot of people that say, I wish I would have saved more, but those sure. are the people that are trying to retire early, but they usually have a reason for that. Yeah. It's the people in retirement that say rarely ever, I wish I would have saved more. I, I mean, I really haven't heard people say that. Yeah. I really haven't heard people say that. So that's why I'm trying to tell people you can save too much. You, you can, yeah, and you don't have to spend it. Worst case scenario, you spend it all. And then you're now destitute, but you'll find a way. Yeah. You'll find a way. Yeah. And so that, that really, the, that really is the essence of uh, retirement planning and income planning, because you want to make sure that you're able to do those things in your go-go years. You know, you have your three stages, go-go, slow-go and no-go. And, you know, the regrets are always there. I wish I had traveled more, done more for my family. And so, yeah, you can save too much. Sometimes spend it is the answer uh, for yeah. some people. Yeah. And so for a lot of people that don't want to spend it because they're just not used to that. Like most people are savers. Yeah. And they are the ones that struggle not saving. They they, they don't yep. want to spend. The way to get around that is to have a purpose and a plan and say, here's how you can do it and still have the cushion that you want. Yep. That's the way to do it. You can't just start doing it. You're not going to just start spending, you know, unless you get visited by three ghosts. You need to (laughs) see the purpose. You need to see the plan. And that's what Mm -hmm. I do. So, again, Tony, thanks for your time. I think um, the lesson here is, you know, don't hoard your money. Don't don't put too much into money. Start spending it if you can. And if you're struggling to do that. Start thinking of a plan come up with a plan on how to do it. I help people with it all the time. And I, I don't, I don't want to see people regretting not spending, not yeah. doing what they want to do. Exactly. That's the worst case scenario. Yeah. All right. Well, great show today, Dan. Thanks, Tony. Enjoy the rest of the day and we'll send that, bring in the clowns. All matters discussed in today's show are for informational purposes only. This show is not an investment advice. 
Dan Riddle nor Dolphin Financial Group are affiliated or endorsed by any government agency. Investment advisory services are offered through Dolphin Wealth Management, Inc., a registered investment advisor in the state of Florida. Insurance products and services are offered through Dolphin Insurance, Inc. Dolphin Wealth Management, Inc. and Dolphin Insurance, Inc. are affiliated companies doing businesses as Dolphin Financial Group. You should talk to someone at Dolphin Financial Group before implementing any of these strategies or ideas. 